Hey everyone, on this episode of the NFT QT podcast, Ryan and I are discussing access-based NFTs. Those are NFTs that grant you ongoing access to experiences in and outside of the metaverse. We'll cover the two most famous access tokens, which are VFriends and the MetaKey. And we're going to close it out the episode with an NFT idea storm on access tokens we could totally see popping up in the near future. You'll want to stick around to the end to hear Ryan's hilarious but very plausible ideas as it relates to access tokens. Now, this episode of the NFT QT podcast is brought to you by the NFT Handbook. The NFT Handbook is a detailed guide on how to create and sell and buy non-fungible tokens without the need for a technical background. You can learn exactly what NFTs are and how they've evolved and why they have value. In order to get your copy of the NFT Handbook, go to Amazon.com and type in the NFT Handbook. Now, this is episode three of the NFT QT podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about access tokens. Ryan, what's up, man? How you been? Man, I mean, I'm just, I'm inspired, to be honest. Like, this is, this is what we're looking for out of NFTs, my friend. I feel like you're going to clown me today. I mean, I think you're going to have some pretty crazy insights, my, just too, my, my friend, my friend. No, nah, well, I mean, I got I to gotta admit, I don't own a V-Friend. I know a lot of people are probably just shocked that I don't Man, have Man, I can't afford a V-Friend. I mean, that's why <laughs> I largely don't have one. I, I, it's like one of those projects, too, where, like, I don't get the normal updates or, like, no one's pinging me and saying, like, yo, V-Friends are on, or they're going for cheap right now. And it's not the first crypto project I check, but it's something that I, if I can find a, a decently priced V-Friend, I think I'd get in. They're going to have to like lower the prices on those at some point. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because like they are doing numbers, but you're totally right. Like you don't see it popping up on Twitter that much. Um, it's kind of like it was talked about a lot. And now the, the the people that are collecting them are still still buying and selling them like they're I mean, the lowest price right now is like four ETH. Yeah, I know. Like uh, Gary's still going crazy. And when he talks about projects like, man, he's he's able to drive the market on some of these projects like Curio. I did get one of one or two of those NFTs. And, you know, Gary He's been tweeting about it. He's got a whole little community of people just creating organic content around it. They're driving the price up on those. Those aren't access tokens. That was just like one of the first NFTs. But uh, to your point, the VFriends community is very strong. And, you know, the engagement that uh, you're seeing in that community is just it's, it's unparalleled. And I feel like that is the future of NFT communities as it relates to access tokens. And um, the reason why I said you were going to clown me is because, I, I bought a MetaKey, but I know we probably should talk to people about what exactly an access token is, but for sure. I think that's one of those things like we're going to color it in an example in through examples because it's a little bit easier to understand them when you look at the examples. Um, there's not many right now, but it totally is like easier to wrap your head around when we do that. But essentially like an access token is something where you're buying an NFT and just simply by owning it, you're getting ongoing access to something. And it's a little bit different from, you know, an unlockable per se, where you buy the NFT and you get that thing. Um, an access token is, is ongoing, you know, and it's, uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk through those examples yeah. and how that makes sense, but really it's, it's going to be a way to build a community of collectors and keeping them engaged through, uh, you know, just different experiences as opposed to them buying it. And then you're kind of just leaving it up to them to do with it, whatever they please. Um, and so I think like access tokens broadly are going to be a really great way for, celebrities, athletes, teams, clubs, bunch of different uh, existing communities to engage with their fans on an ongoing basis. Um, so yeah, like let's break down V friends to start. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that before we get into VFriends, I think access tokens, you make a very valid point when you think about existing IP that people already kind of have communities around. So I think about anything as uh, remedial as the, you know, when, when they have Game of Thrones, even though I know that's over, you know, those watch parties that used to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, those could be, you know, you could make like a fan club for the watch party and like give everybody an access NFT and like you guys can access a special link to, uh, before, for sure, like the director's cut or something, you well, know, like let's watch the director's cut. You only get to watch it if you if you have that access token. Right. But like be, beyond that, it's like, you know, it could also be community created content, too. So like if mm-hmm. it's, someone has a watch party and before the show, you know, they're like, what's going to happen? And then after the show, they're like, oh, my gosh, this happened. Like you can you can access all that through an access based NFT. And like, I'm seeing some interesting stuff that live alongside like the discords and the slacks and, you know, the telegram groups. And what is fascinating there is just how the NFT allows for um, special status to be assigned to these digital uh, destinations. So if you have an office or you have a group of people and you all are already on like a Slack group, everyone's in the community you can like make private channels but that's kind of lame because you know then you have to manage who's in what channel and forget who has access to what and so the nft does all that in the background right if you have it in your wallet and you're in the group and your wallet's connected to your account you can automatically auto assign people access to certain things based on their their status per se for sure yeah i mean it's in that way it does very much operate like a slack channel in a sense you know like you you can only you know like you're not just sending out slack invites to anybody like all your friends like no it's like just the people that are on your team yeah 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 (laughs) and like the cool thing about that though too is like if you did have like a public version of your slack that was open you know you can also do content that's only available to nft holders now i think It's going to be interesting because like, how do you like for people that have collections and that have already kind of started cooking on some of this stuff, you know, how do they start to turn some of their already existing projects into access based uh, NFTs? Because I think that this is ultimately like the future of NFTs as far as like, you know, what's coming next and like what's very practical from a brand or from a uh, creator standpoint. And to, to answer your question earlier, what is V friends? I think we can, we can get into that. So um, the way I understand V friends is Gary V has, uh, created about 10,000 NFTs that grant you access to anything from VCon to a brunch with Gary V or even his famous, um, uh, brainstorming sessions. And the cool thing about it is there, Gary actually draws all the NFTs, right? Yeah, he drew them all. Yeah, which is absurd. Like the man found, I mean, I don't know how he found all the time to draw 10,000 pictures. Like, oh, they're pretty simple. <laughs> I mean, but still like when, stick figures. Doesn't it take like what, 10,000 uh, or, or this 10,000, the magic number to become a master at something? Yeah, but I mean, so some of them are edition series, you know, like they kind of like he created one and then they just created a like, a you know a few hundred off of it. Right. Uh, a, a few of them are one of ones. And then like the backgrounds change too, to make different types of rarity and stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's not like 10,000 individual ones. Got uh, there are ones in series and addition numbers. Now I like the project. I, I think that the project's really dope. I don't like the price. I think the price is really high. Uh, I think I'm more, I'm, I'm wondering what, what your take is on that. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I think it's, he showed us a really great path to monetize your celebrity, right? You know, like (laughs) think about how many people 
watch his stuff on a daily basis and just wait for his next Instagram post or his next tweet or his next YouTube video just to hear what's on his mind, right? Like they want to talk with him. They want to engage with him. And he just created a way where anybody really can for the right price get in contact with him. And I think like, it's a little bit, you know, kind of funny in that sense where it's like, yeah, you can just buy Gary's attention now. But you could um, always buy Gary's attention. I don't think that that was something that was intrinsically new to like the NFTs though. True, true. Very true. Uh, but I think like what I like about it is the variety. Like he gives you a lot of different options for how you get to engage with him, whether it is a brunch or a lunch or a dinner. Um, some of them are group sessions. Some of them are one-on-ones. Like there's a lot of variety to it. So you kind of get to pick and choose what you want to be a part of. Uh, and I also like the simplification of it. Like it's, vi- you know, you go to his website, you click on an NFT and you know exactly what you're getting. You're getting access to the uh, VCon for the next three years. You're getting three, you know, one hour sessions once a month or whatever for the next year. He's very clear in what you get. It's not complicated at all. Uh, anyone can understand it. And I think he kind of merged the two worlds of, you know, Gary V, this marketing guru type of guy, uh, the startup guru type of guy and NFTs. And he kind of bridged that gap very well. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I think the one thing that to your point there is the accessibility, right? Like, you know, if you came in and I came into the game and I I wanted to, you know, one, get Gary V's uh, attention, like two years ago, you have to figure out, you know, who his office manager was. If you want to meet with him and like get on his schedule, you need to figure, meet him at an event, speak there. And like, it was a whole process. And like, if you had access and you knew someone, maybe you could make it happen. But if you, or you could just go through Vayner media, you know, put up a, a nice retainer. But mm-hmm. in this case, it's like, you know, he simplified it in the sense that like, Hey, if you learn how my fee friends NFTs work and you're a whole a wallet holder on this date or in this range, you know, you can, you have the ability to, you know, talk to me in person and we can figure things out. Mm-hmm. I think that's dope. Uh, but at the same time, I think it works very well for Gary V because of who Gary V is. If you were like an Olympian, just to to talk about something that's relevant right now, I don't know if the V friends concept would work that well, unless you're like, you know, very storied, like a Michael Friends. Um, I mean, not a Michael Friends, like a Michael <laughs> Phelps, right? Phelps Friends. <laughs> yeah, Phelps, Phelps Friends. Like if you're a Michael Phelps, like maybe that works because people know who you are and you're like, you know, one of the most iconic Olympians to ever exist. Uh, but if you're just like, you know, someone that is an Olympian and not to discredit them. It's just that like, they might not have that celebrity brand type that you're talking about. Yeah. But then it becomes more of like, you're buying a cameo damn near, you know, like for right now, like, cause but you know, I will, that's give, what NFTs are right now in some cases. Right. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, like it works for Gary, like you said, cause he is very versatile and like he could have a conversation with anyone and give them advice on anything, you know, and yeah, yeah. good, bad, whatever type of advice it is. I think that's what people understand about them. And that's why like, you know, someone who's just starting up a startup versus somebody who is, you know, has a hundred million dollar startup, both of those want to buy the NFT, right? For sure. For sure. Um, and I think that is who his customer base is. There are people who are buying and flipping these things. And that's, what's interesting to me, right? Like the fact that there are resales happening on these, these, this artwork is, is just fascinating. Yeah, bro. Like this empathy ele- elephant, I think it's a one of one with a gold background. The thing went for 70 ETH like the last time. And it probably, I think it only sold for two ETH all on his website and somebody resold it for 70, like, and Dang. you're still just just getting like the 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 same the current, experiences the so cur- like the current price though is like 199 e oh yeah it's a it's a lot i mean and that's uh 
like he basically is pre-selling VCon tickets for like double, triple the price, which is hilarious. I mean, well, I, the thing is, is you can't get into VCon now without a V frame, right? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, I would. I think he's heavily incentivized to to basically say, yeah, if you don't have an, an a Gary V friends NFT, you can't go to VCon. Uh, just because that think that that raises the value of a, of a V friend NFT. For sure. I right? mean, like, what are all these executives going to do? They got to get, they got to get well, MetaMasks went out. Well, well, that was my next question. See like, okay, so let's say let's, let's just, let's just, I mean, Gary, we're, we're, we're speculating here. So if you're listening um, and you actually know uh, what the actual status is, please just reach out to me or, or um, anyone at the the podcast and just like, I'd want to, I want to know what's actually going to happen and we'll do some research too. Mm-hmm. But you make a great point. Let's say I don't run a company. I've got 30 employees. I want to send 15 employees to, you know, VCon. How the hell do I get 15 MetaMask or do I get one account and I put all the Ethereum in that account and then I just buy the NFTs and that's a company asset. So the people don't have it. So then people have like, you know, screenshots of what the company is and who they are. Like there's just a lot here that I think needs to be kind of determined as it relates to uh, the practicality of it. Cause if it's just a one-on-one thing, cool. But like the business to business sales, like, does it make sense for you to buy, you know, 15 V friends at various prices on the, the, the black market was well, like, well, I mean, put it this way, uh, I guess wallets aside, basically, you know, that's kind of the conundrum about a, a, an access based token, right? Is like, if you don't hold it, you don't get access. So I guess that executive could in theory, just buy 15 and then gift them to all the people. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it's a company but, expense, but at the same time, then all those employees have to have MetaMask. And what if, and what if, what if one, of, yeah. What if one of them clicks a phishing link and now they lost it, you know, like there is a lot of liability, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe we're overthinking it. Maybe like Gary, maybe. just in good faith would just be like, Hey, you know, you got it. Well, uh, we'll figure it out a way i feel like these are things that he's he's thought of and probably has really good ideas around for sure nonetheless i mean like the project's got great distribution he's got you know over ten thousand of them he's sold and there are nearly five thousand owners right so like and and when you say ten thousand sold i think what's more fascinating to me on the v friends uh concept is when i look at the open sea dude the volume here is is ridiculous i think what they're they're passing it looks like over 50 million in transactions if you do the the eth conversion now i know the the price fluctuates but 15 million you mean uh oh it's not more than that 7.6 thousand ethereum is what it's at right now so times two g's yeah that'd be about 15 mil maybe yeah 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 i mean but that's also resales like he doesn't get all of that so i I guess the project has generated 15 mil in at least, purchases at least that's what we see on this yeah i mean in just in transaction volume the transaction volume here is crazy yeah. yeah so he's he's done a great job for himself i think he's lifted the veil on what you can do with access and i think it's also interesting that he didn't just do it for one year right like if you buy this you get it for the next you get that access for the next three years whoever holds it yeah. so like that he's basically saying hey i'm committed to this um and that's important right uh so yeah, I think like you want to move on to the meta key because I, I I mean I don't want this just to be the the V Friends podcast. No, I mean it's not the V Friends podcast. It's just it's the V Friends thing is very fascinating but for sure. For those that don't know what the meta key is, I just found out about it not too long ago and decided to grab a meta key myself. And you know, I don't know everything about this just yet because it's it's there's a lot here. 
But if I were to sum it up, it's it's the marketing pitch is it's one key to rule them all, right? Like that's what they that's that's what they say. Yeah, it's the key to the metaverse. That's what it's called. Well, I mean, like, I mean, okay, what what does the key to the metaverse really mean, right? Like, that's the thing where I was like, you know, when I was asking you, Calgary, I was like, yeah, like, you know, is this meta key thing? Would you buy one? Would you not? You were like, yeah, it's the key to the metaverse. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And so for those that, that don't know, the meta key is this whole concept where you have a key and that 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 key is an NFT that pays you dividends, um, which either unlocks access to like their Discord. They do different airdrops. They have um, an upcoming blog. They have courses, uh, education, how yeah. to sell NFTs better, stuff like that. Yeah, and and the whole concept here is, you know, they're going to be allowing people to participate based on who holds the key and like it's 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 still very new because they haven't even they don't even know exactly everything they, they're going to build with the meta key they've kept it vague and yeah. i think that's a good way to do it because they say kind of on their website like hundreds of experiences to come in the future right and i think if we talk about their track record already they're doing some some damn good collaborations with other uh, uh projects out there which i think that is what that's why it got on my radar because like they've done uh, like they just yesterday they did, they did this uh, partnership with the Cybercongs. Cyber Cyber yeah, Cyber yep. yeah, Cyber Kongs. I mean, Decentraland, Sodium Space, The Sandbox, uh, tons of artists. Uh, Somnium Space. Uh, Somnium Space. My, <laughs> hey, my, Sodium Space sounds kind of hard. I think my, McDonald's should start that. <laughs> Y'all y- y- know me. My, my pronunciation, enunciation, it, uh, sometimes it, 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 I, it, gets sure. in front, it gets in front of me. But uh it's funny because we record this live and people don't know it, but like, we don't, we don't do too much post editing. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. So what you, what you hear is us really just, these are our, our true thoughts, but the, the courses and education thing is, is interesting to me. You know, I'm really big on NFT education and, you know, I think people should learn how to create, buy and sell NFTs mm-hmm. because they're going to be, you know, an instrumental part of our future if they keep going the way that they're going. And, you know, the meta key really is, is, you know, giving you a little bit of, of the future, a little bit of the now and the why. And I do love the element of it just being very interoperable. Um, I'm going to look into it some more. I just got plugged in. I got, I, I got one of the third edition keys and I'm just uh, excited to to learn more about this. I think it could be yep. a really cool way for brands to get involved too with NFTs because, you know, it's a simple entryway for you to get exposure to the entire NFT industry or the people that hold these meta keys. And, you know, it's a marketing vessel too, because, you know, that meta key brand, the more partnerships they do, the more transactions they have, the more experiences they create, uh, it becomes a premium uh, network. For sure. Yeah. And I think talking about the network, there's 1.4 thousand, so 1400 key owners so there's 1400 people who are dedicated, like they've already spent money on the meta key. They're getting airdrops. They are getting new experiences. Like those are engaged people who like, okay, let's say, you know, um, Gatorade wants to enter NFT space. They can, instead of them launching their own thing, they can go to meta key and be like, Hey, we want to drop, you know, new flavors of Gatorade as NFTs. We want to come to you because we're going to already sell or we're not necessarily going to sell 1400, but we're going to gift 1400 instantly. So now they already have, um, their NFTs in 1400 different wallets that can now be, you know, put together on the, on the resale market and it gets you exposure without having to do the heavy lifting. So just the network that they are building with the MetaKey 
I think that that is what's going to, you know, kind of prove to be the best part of this project. Yeah. And I think the interoperability there, right? Like is going to be key. So being able to plug into to many projects and just kind of having one standard to rule them all, uh, that's going to be how we really do see the the future of Web3 and some of these technologies just kind of evolve because everybody's working on the same accord. And uh, I don't think that this will be the only play like this. I think there is also a massive opportunity if you're creating, you know, an access-based NFT or you're trying to create, you know, a, a centralized platform. I think that there, there could be like a meta artist, right? I think that artists should have, you know, their own version of the meta key. And so that way, if you're, you know, making art, um, and it's, it's NFTs, you know, there should be, you know, tips on how to do it. You know, what's the software, where to start, you know, if you're an illustrator versus a 3D creator versus, you know, a photographer. And I think that like, you know, the meta key represents, you know, what the, the metaverse could be, but you could take this meta key model and apply it to really anything where there's going to be a lot of people at various levels. And like, I mean, photography could have its own meta key, right? Like the, mm -hmm. the photography key. And for all photographers that want to, you know, create NFTs or are selling NFTs, you could pass that information along um, and, and also create, you know, ex exclusive events and, and cool things related to that. You for know, sure. Fashion. This is a good way for, you know, fashionistas and, and fashion um, creative people that are just into the fashion world. I think that this is a platform, too, where like, you know, this is a play. For sure. And it's pay to play too. You know, like you got to buy a key to be in it. You know, it's not just like open to the public. Um, so you're only getting hopefully serious people who, you know, want to put up a little bit of ETH to, to, to hop in and, and hear what's going on there. Um, and that should in theory, you know, weed out some of the BS. Yeah. But I think you, you leave it open so people can see, you know, what you're, what you all are talking about. And then when you want to get, you know, into the, the meat, you it's, you leave certain things only available to the actual key holders. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I think if you were creating an access based NFT, you know, what would you create? Well, it's, it's a great question. I've actually thought a little bit about it after, after I saw the meta key, I was like, man, this is really, really cool idea. I got kind of inspired. Um, bear with me here. I got two ideas. Yep. Um, clown me if you think it's bad ideas. This first one, like I said, bear with me. Um, but I think you can kind of create like we're going to take a celebrity. We're going to take a streamer, somebody who is like already has some exposure, right? They already have people who watch them for, you know, three, four hours on day, uh, on a, in a, on a daily basis. Like let's take a gaming streamer or, um, you know, somebody who's just a personality streamer who already gets that attention. What we're going to create with this access based NFT is kind of like the Truman show where you get to watch that person 24 hours a day. So that person, you know, you get to buy, let's say there's 10, 10, uh, meta key like things that you, that you create 10 access based NFTs to this streamer. Um, and it gets, what that does is it gives you access to a stream that at all times of the day, you can click through, they have, you know, four different cameras, they have a car camera, they have an office camera, they have a home <laughs> camera, and you get to kind of tune into this person, uh, whenever you really want to. And this is interesting in the fact that people already do this, right? Like they set a time, they set aside time every night to go and watch somebody do something online. You're not participating at all. You just watch them. So we're already like voyeurs in that sense. Yeah. This just takes it to the next level for people who are the ultra fans, right? The people who just want to watch them at any time of the day. And, uh, it's a little bit weird when they, when they go to sleep, but I'm sure there are people who would want to watch somebody go to sleep. And obviously you do this with the streamers, uh, consent, right? Like this is somebody that, 
would want to do this. And it can get a little bit dark, you know, maybe it, it goes down to the, uh, the pornography side of things. Um, but I think that this could totally be a hit from the, the sense of like, I want access to this person's, you know, daily life at all times. Cause I'm so bored and I just want to see what they're up to. No, I think that, I don't know if you've ever watched Twitch in the 24 hour streams. Uh, I have seen them a couple times. I get pretty bored pretty quickly though. Yeah. So there's like, if you ever Google, like just like 24 hour Twitch, watch me sleep and you'll see tons of videos where it's like, I fell asleep during my 24 hour stream. How to stream for 24 hours, you know, mm-hmm. gamers that fell asleep while live streaming. Like it's actually one of those things where like, you know, people there are, there is an audience for this. And like when they wake up, there's people that are watching them like, yay, welcome back, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, it sounds crazy, but I think you're right. The habits are there. And I think the, the, the loop, um, even though this is like mad stalkerish and it's, it's dark. It is. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's one of those things where if you, if you figure out the right way to play it, um, it could be cool. Like the way I would tweak it a little bit is I would probably have, um, a group, like a collective, and like, you know, mm. that collective could be a like collective. a hype house, you know, like take them to TikTokers or some shit. Yeah. Like that. Or I was thinking even like a, uh, a co-working space. Right. So mm. let's say I've got a group and, you know, we were a part of a hundred state way back when, and like, you know, if a hundred state had, you know, a live room and, and creators were incentivized to create there to kind of showcase the grind oh. or like, you know, we're there. It's like, you know, who, who's got like people would tune in and be like, who's grinding tonight for sure. And you could actually yeah. kind of create a pre-schedule in a sense, like every day you kind of post like that morning, like, Hey, who's going to be here in what times? And yeah. you kind of get to pick and choose and you get to see like, Oh, uh, you'll, you'll see analytics, like who's tuning in the most at, you know, noon or who's tuning in the most at, you know, three, who are they wanting to watch? Honestly, I, I want to try this uh, concept out a little bit. I think I'm going to create, you know, my next NFT, like on a live stream basis. And mm. like, just see, you know, what the type, what, see how it differs. Because I think if you're right, if they're just watching and I check in the comments when I check in the comments, but like the whole premise is like, Hey, you watch me. And like, you know, you get a chance to just kind of see how I'm creating and get a look into that creative process. Um, that could be, that could be quite interesting. Cool. So the Truman show meets NFTs. It might, uh, might actually be a hit. Uh, you want to hear the second idea? Yeah. What you got? Cool. The second one, um, a little bit different surprise travel club. Uh, basically it's an access token where, uh, if you hold that token by yearly or by monthly, whatever, uh, they pre-plan a trip for you. They do it, everything that, you know, they take care of all the details. So it's very much just like a, you know, a travel agency in that sense, except the difference here is like, you can have different themed tokens, right? So like there's an adventure uh, surprise travel club token. There's a leisure one. There's a historical one. And so like each of these different themes, they're going to pre-plan trips for you around that theme. So if you're somebody who loves adventure, who wants to like skydive, who wants to like, you know, go climb the top of Mount Everest, they're going to do, you know, you're going to want to buy that one over the historical one where you're going to go and, you know, see museums, you're going to see the great wall, you're going to go and see more historical things, right? So you get to theme the the tokens in different ways for the surprise travel club. And that like, the reason I wanted to build this is because um, there are already companies that do this one's called pack up and go, we've been watching them for a long time. And basically, if you are a part of this service, uh, it's completely hands off, you sign up. And I think at a couple intervals throughout the year, you just pack up and they send you a ticket and they fly you somewhere and they have that whole trip planned out for you. So people already do this stuff. Um, 
I think at the same token too, like the trips could roll over. So like each NFT has, you know, their own ledger where it's like, okay, did you use uh, this trip this month or did you not? And so it continues to roll over. And eventually over time, like if somebody owns this and they, you know, totally forgot or they got so busy that they couldn't redeem any of these trips guess what now this uh adventure token has uh you know six trips that are locked up now on the resale market that has more value because there are already like a bigger there's more trips to redeem there does that make sense yeah no i follow it i follow it i think you know this is one of those things where uh complexity is the enemy of execution. Like if I were to, you know, go and and do this, I think there'd be two, two approaches. If you're a major airline and you're testing crypto or you want to do a spinoff and just see kind of, you know, what percentage of your audience is, is crypto savvy. I think you could kind of launch something like this and you have like kind of the know-how, the, the will you've got already points. You can kind of create, you know, some type of a bridge between already existing airline miles and, you know, your, your surprise travel club for NFTs. But the startup approach, let's just say you're a person in your bedroom where you're, you're just kind of sitting at the desk thinking about your next idea. If I were to go this route, I think I would definitely take the pack up and go approach. I don't know if I would let trips roll over just because, again, it's, that, that complexity might you, you, it, you, on the first versions, it might be really hard to just kind of know if this token's been used or like, you know, mm-hmm. um, the unlocking thing. Like I bought an NFT the other day and I was supposed to get a physical thing. I think someone already kind of got it. So I think they like bought it, took the physical thing away and resold it. And I didn't like do, you know, my analysis on the chain. I thought it was like, you know, brand new joint and it is what it is. But, yep. you know, that's that's one thing that I'd say is like on the rollover. I think that there should be, you know, some type of like, you know, if this NFT is already bought and you're buying it on the resale, like I literally put in the metadata. If you buy this on the resale, you're just buying it for the collectible. Mm. You're, you're, there's no, okay. you know, the, only the first only the first wallet it is sold to has access to. Uh, said, you know, adventure activity, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. I could take those, uh, I could take those, uh, critiques. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when you buy a DVD used, uh, if, if you still buy DVDs, some people don't, but you remember how they had those, uh, digital codes inside, mm-hmm. you're never looking at the, the digital code inside a used DVD thinking that there's really a digital true yeah, yeah. Like, you're yeah. kind of expecting that it's gone it's exactly so that's the and like if it's there great but like if the code doesn't work you're kind of like i bought this used if i wanted the digital code to work i'd buy it new uh and that's that's how i look at it i think on this episode of access based nfts uh with nfcqt we definitely covered a lot right like when i think about some of your ideas here the truman show i think streaming and nfts is something that i really get excited by travel clubs in general and just seeing how that uh, that intersection between travel, NFTs, crypto, uh, there's going to be something there. There's a lot of people that have been inside the house for, you know, almost two years and they really haven't gotten a chance to get out and do that trip. And we're starting to see people kind of spend money on things that, you know, mean a lot, lot to them. You know, you're seeing, you know, just exuberant purchases being made more easily and the economy, you know, bounced back, but largely because I think people were, you know, saving up and they wanted, when they, when as soon as we could get back out, we could go buy something. So I think that there's a lot of things there in the travel club that make a lot of sense. It's just kind of figuring out how to package it and, and get the momentum at the right timing so that, you know, you could really kind of get some good input and, and feedback. But um, you're kind of taking, you know, something that is traditionally all in the physical world and bringing it to the digital world in a way that, you know, I think they could converse and it's not the metaverse. 
So, Ryan, I do have to go. Unfortunately, I've got a call coming in right now, but this was a good episode. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see who who copies the meta key and how they do it, because inherently there's going to be copycats. I've been looking. <laughs> I haven't seen many other access based tokens that at least pop up on Google search or on OpenSea. So bro, it's uh, going to be inevitable. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, they're they're Even the meta key is learning. I think right. The, the thing about the meta key is they'll probably create if. Uh, a standard or framework to copy their project. Right. Like I think Mm -hmm. that that's one thing I I did love about art blocks um, is, you know, if you look at some of their projects, you know, they're helping artists create, you know, those generative uh, uh, projects, those GANs and AIs and generative art based projects. Uh, And like, if you want to know how they make it kind of, not easy, but like they, they make there, there's a way to learn. And For I think sure. that that's like, if you, if you have, you know, the first mover advantage in any of these things, it does not bode well for you to just kind of hold and not reveal kind of the, the work that you're learning and your insights. And of course you keep your secret sauce, your secret sauce, but you know, a lot of this stuff is on the blockchain anyway. So people are going to figure it out. True that. Um, Man, I appreciate you, uh, you know, making time and, and, and checking in. For the people that want to learn more about the things that we talked about, you can visit nftqt.com. Again, that's nftqt.com. And all of the insights and the things that we've kind of covered here show up in some capacity on that site.